Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That portion of God's word for our listening to and thinking about is from our gospel reading, Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. But I'd like to share with you a verse later in Matthew. Again, it was that same thing that Peter talked about on the Mount of Transfiguration. Matthew 17, verse 5. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen. Listening. Some parents may say, and and perhaps a few wives also, or maybe many wives, say that listening is kind of a lost art. Either our ears are getting older and not working so well, or perhaps all that music that the young people pump in their ears is doing something to their ability to listen. Or perhaps we've developed the concept of selective hearing. You know, you hear what you want to hear and don't what you don't want to hear. Well, how important it is for us, if we have selective hearing, to, to choose to listen to Jesus. Jesus, do you know him? Jesus is God's prophet. Listen to him. Listen to one revealed as the special prophet of God. Now, a prophet is one who, who speaks for God. A false prophet is one who speaks their own thoughts and perhaps lies. So a prophet is not someone who, who chooses to be a prophet himself. They don't say, well, I, I got this word from God, and I'm going to tell you what it is. No. In Scripture, a prophet is someone that God chose. God appointed them. We hear about that in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, where Moses, who was the prophet, the great prophet for the, of the Jewish people, led them out of the slavery in Egypt, talked to them, and pointed ahead to the prophet, Jesus himself, when he said in Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me among you from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. A common theme, again, listening. How did that old commercial go? When E.F. Hunton speaks, everyone listens. What's the point of that? Uh, what they're trying to get you to believe, at least. If you want to have good financial success, don't go to this Financial Peace University thing, right? Listen to this E.F. Hunton, if you know what's good for you. Well, when, when God's prophet, the prophet, the most special prophet speaks, Jesus Christ, it is good for you and good for me, indeed, to listen. Some of the things that Jesus might say to us and tell us as a prophet, we just do not listen to. Like a 
child with a parent, or like a husband with his wife, possibly, right? And the results is not just that we'll forget to, to pick up the milk or go to that doctor's appointment or don't get our schoolwork done and um, have to pay the consequences at school for that. Well, the consequences of selective listening are horrible. See, it is Satan that likes to, to say, ah, don't listen to that, you know. Satan is worse than loud music pumped into your ear for a lifetime. He deadens our senses. He deadens our, our, our remembering of what we know about Jesus and what Jesus has said. That's why that ongoing encouragement in Scripture, listen, listen, listen to him. He has something important to say for you and for your life and for your eternity. Matthew tells us when this special prophet arrived. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Now, obviously, Jesus arrived on this earth much before that, right? Thirty years before that, he was born uh, and laid in the manger. That, that whole thing that we've just finished celebrating, right? But now, with this time... He was coming to begin his public ministry. Now, public ministry, when we talk about that, we talk about ministry serving other people, you know, like a public official. But he had been doing that long before. Now his ministry, his public ministry, was going public. Now more people are going to have the opportunity to hear him, to see him, to listen to him. Now, those chosen in the Old Testament to be God's prophets were often anointed. They would pour olive oil on the head of that particular man, and that would signify that God was, was pouring into him the gifts, the abilities, the words to carry out that office. Jesus was also anointed, but with something more significant than oil. Anointed. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Now, obviously, this was not the first time again that the Holy Spirit had been active in the life of Jesus. Jesus, right? What did the Holy Spirit do? Conceived by the Holy Spirit. We confess that on a regular basis. But now the Holy Spirit came down in a visible form that people could see to confer on Jesus the gifts or to show that he had the gifts to carry out the office to which he had been appointed and now had been anointed, the office of the special prophet of, of God. A visual encouragement to listen to him. What kind of encouragements do you need to listen to Jesus. Well, obviously you came to church, so you know there's something that brought you here. The school children aren't singing, so that's not the particular reason. They sang in the earlier services why you are here. 
But what, what, what brings you to actually listen? It's one thing to be here in body, another thing to actually listen, to take the words uh, that Jesus is sharing and the significance of them to heart. Again, whether you like it or not, Satan is there whispering in your ear while Pastor Cronin was just trying to talk. Or there's a part of, of us often that's daydreaming about something else, right? Oh, I'm looking at him and he's looking at me, but he doesn't know I'm thinking about the great 49er victory yesterday. You know? Right? So selective hearing, if you will, what you allow to come in, what you're going to pay attention to. Why this one? Why this prophet? Well, if, if you need more encouragement, open up your ears and pay attention to what uh, has to be said about Jesus. He was also acknowledged. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. To which Matthew added, right? Listen to him. Listen. I mean, it's one thing to claim to be the prophet of God and to speak for God, and another thing to do that. So how do we know? Moses in the Old Testament, in that section, he said, you know by whether the things come true that, they, that uh, was actually said. If they claim God said this and God's going to do this, does he do it? Or does he not? Listen to that one. That special one that's been revealed. Well, look here who pointed to Jesus. Look here who spoke at his baptism. God himself, God the Father himself, spoke from heaven. Now, who heard that? We're not really sure. Perhaps the disciples that were there, John's disciples, right? Because a number of John's disciples, after that, became Jesus' disciples. Those were not for, words were not for Jesus. He knew who he was. He knew he was God's sons. He knew he was that prophet. He knew the reason he came was to share God's plan of salvation and to carry it out. So it wasn't for Jesus. For sure I know it was for you and me because the Holy Spirit had it written down. And not just one place, several places. So that we could listen, so that we could hear, so that we could pay attention, so that we could be convinced that this one truly was the revealed special prophet of God. That's tremendous for us, folks. It's a marvelous fact. Jesus is the prophet, and we have the privilege through the Holy Spirit to listen to him. So also listen to the one carrying out the work of the prophet of God. He was baptized. Now, if you read the section in Matthew prior to these verses, you will hear John say to Pharisees and Sadducees that came, I will not baptize you, right? He calls them a brood of vipers. Who sent you out here, you brood of vipers? He said, produce fruit. Right? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. He wouldn't baptize them because they didn't think they needed to be baptized as far as their sins. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Realize we are sinners. Realize that we are lost. Realize that God has a plan of salvation. 
he prepared the way for Jesus to come, and Jesus was now here. Are we ever like that? I mean, do we ever think that, well, maybe I don't need all this kind of religious stuff and baptism and all. I'm not really that bad, right? See, there's a little Pharisee in each of us. It's called our sinful nature. That maybe puts up with some of this, this religious things, but grudgingly, right? Okay, so you dragged me to church. I'm listening. So you're going to go to Bible class and study all these things. Don't expect me to pay attention. Right? That, that's, that's part of, of each of us. John didn't want to baptize Jesus either. But for a very different reason. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Why John's reluctance? Well, John realized he was, he was a sinner. I mean, his preaching of, of repentance was not just to those people, it was to that person that was speaking. He knew that, that his baptism was to prepare the way for whatever plan God had to save people. And here was that one who was that Savior. He needed that Savior. He needed to be baptized. Or whatever was going to be a part of, of that, that plan to save sinners like John. Again, how important it is, it is for us to realize that we are like John, not like Jesus. We're not like, like the Pharisee, or we might be like the Pharisees who, who think that, uh, you know, I'm not that really bad. I mean... Don't you do that when you see things on TV, right? Or watch some movies of these bad guys and, well, boy, I'm glad I'm, I'm not like those, those bad sinners. I mean, okay, so I have some guns, but I don't go around killing people, right? And God knows that, that I was generous over this holiday season. I gave to many of the, the charities that, that needed help, and I even gave, gave a, a bunch to the church. He, he surely has to know that I... On myself, I, I, I'm good, I'm better. I, no, no, not at all. We're not in good standing with God by the things that we do. And when we think that way and talk that way, it's spoken like a first-class Pharisee. Then it's time to listen to the one who fulfilled all righteousness. Jesus replied to John and said, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Now, obviously, Jesus never sinned. He always produced God-pleasing fruit. Well, I then be baptized for John again. That that was had a baptism of repentance, reminding of the need for a savior. Well, for Jesus to be our our substitute to take our place, he needed to identify with us in every way, except sin. So this seems to be one of the things that, that God expected of Jesus to do, to be part of his righteous living. And he asked John to baptize him, and John did that. See, Jesus, of course, had, had lived every day in a way that pleased God his entire life. 
keeping all the laws of God without exception. He always listens to his parents. I mean, actually paid attention when they talked, right? Didn't selectively listen to them to the things they wanted to hear and not the things they didn't want to hear. He acted in ways and carried out what his parents, his mother Mary and his stepfather Joseph, asked him to do. He undoubtedly always paid attention in school. Synagogue is where they usually would go to, right? And they'd have lessons, lessons in the Bible. They'd study and memorize Hebrew and things like that. He always did that, and he did it perfectly. He paid attention. I'm sure every answer that he answered was exactly the way it was supposed to be, right? Like when he was 12 years old in the temple. He astounded the people there by his, his knowledge and his ability to answer. He did his lessons perfectly, never forgot them or misplaced them or had said the dog ate them or whatever excuse some of our students come up with today. And then as, as he grew and to be a young man, he learned to trade, right? A humble trade, but, but a good trade, right? He learned to be a carpenter and, and whatever projects he worked on, he, he did a fine job. Not a sloppy job, not trying to just get by, you know? He didn't, didn't like take too long on, on coffee breaks or, or uh, you know, call in sick to, to go golfing or shopping or something, right? No. Right? See, and he, he did all those, those things, right? He listened perfectly so that we can listen to him and what he says. Listen to what then he told God. He told God, you know, Heavenly Father, that I have kept every one of your laws and did everything perfectly. I lived a righteous life, including baptism. Now what I want you to do, God, I want you to give all these people in this world credit for that. I want my record to be their record. And God, of course, listened, because that was God, part of God's plan that all the righteous living that Christ did becomes ours. Becomes ours when the Holy Spirit brings us to faith. That's the one that we're encouraged to listen to. Well, who wouldn't listen to one who cares about us that much? They do all these things just for us. Listen. Listen to our God. Listen to the one carrying out the work, the prophet of God. Who has the privilege of listening, of learning and benefiting? For whom is he a prophet? Luke wrote in his 8th chapter, verse 1, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom of God is that we have a place in God's family because of what Jesus has done. See, and John the baptizer understood that. Because after he baptized him, the next day John, Jesus comes again to the river Jordan, and John says, Behold, look there! The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Wow. This is the one that came to defeat Satan, to pay for sin. 
The one that's going to be, be here and, and, and talk to you about it. Talk to whom? Well, he was the Savior of all, right? Of everyone who lives in every little town or village, everyone lives in the, every city, lives in the country, for all time, right? That's what he was the prophet for. Indeed, there was a steep price. Listen to the one carrying out the work of the prophet of God, the prophet who would suffer. From Acts 3.18 we read, But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. See, Jesus was going to suffer, and John realized that. The Lamb of God, they understood, that's that Lamb. That's that Lamb that would put, he put on the altar after it was killed, after all its blood was drained out. Right? Burnt up entirely, signifying that all sins were paid for. Not by a lamb, but by a man. By a man who loves you dearly. And after living that life for you, paid the ultimate price. He took away your sins and the sins of the world. It wasn't a very nice job. I mean, there are no jobs that aren't so popular around the house, right? How about the garbage? You know, that stinky stuff that, you know, gets stuck under the sink until it starts overflowing and going on the floor that uh, you instructed either your husband or your child to take out and they didn't listen, maybe, right? Why not? Who wants to take that garbage out? It stinks, you know, it gets on your hands and stuff. Well, Jesus took out the garbage of our sin, if you will, all of it. It was dumped on him. He died, right? He went to that cross, he, he suffered, and he died. For every person that will ever live, including you and including me. So that we could listen to him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come to know him. Believe in him. Be saved by him. See, now you and I have that wonderful opportunity to turn our sins over to Jesus. Confident. Because we've listened to him. Confident our sins have been. We, we, we listen to him. That in our baptism, he says, you have that forgiveness of sins, that promise that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, no matter what Satan whispers in your ear. When you come and kneel down on these cushions, listen to Jesus again. What does he say? He says, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you, right? For what? Well, for, for your sins, right? So you can be sure your sins have been paid for. So you can be empowered to live a life that, that God wants us to live more and more, and when we don't, that we have that forgiveness and a place in heaven is waiting. Who doesn't want to listen to that kind of a wonderful, wonderful prophet? See, and the prophet still speaks. He speaks to us through his word, the Bible. As we heard in Second Peter, once again, for prophecy never had its origin in the will, in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they are carried along by the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? Jesus still speaks to us. He, he's still talking. Right? He talks to us as we share his word. He talks to us through his word, the Bible. 
right? Study that word. He has a message for you, for you personally. Maybe it's joining us for one of our group Bible studies. Maybe it's a small group that you have during the week. Maybe it's through your personal Bible study where he talks to you one-on-one, -on -one, telling you, I am God's prophet, and through God's prophet, I've loved you, and I've cared for you, and I've lived for you, and I've died for you. Listen. Listen. And after you listen, then, be one who speaks and shares it with others. See, you and I have the privilege of sharing what the prophet has written, because it's preserved for us. And we've learned it, and we've memorized it, and we hear it in church. And the Holy Spirit convinces us of its truth. Share that word. We also have the opportunity to share that message of the prophet by those uh, who are trained in our teacher and pastor and missionary training schools. Right? So they can go to people that we can't go to and share the wonderful message of the gospel. Listening to Jesus when he said, go and make the disciples of all nations, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You're one of the spokespeople now that God has selected. And you know the word because you've listened to him. And you listen to that word. And that word is part of your mind and part of your heart. Dear friends, keep those ears open. Keep listening. Because God has more to say to you. Amen.